Welcome to the Kitchen Island Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 102 of the Kitchen Island Podcast Review Show. Um, it's nearing the, the last 50 meters again, and we, uh, we're down to some exciting stuff in the European leagues. So in order to get through all the drama that happened over the weekend, I have uh, Tommy. How you doing? How's everybody doing? Kiana. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me back. Always oh, we, a good time. It is. You know, I we, we help you out. We, we, we pull you away from the social media stuff, Kiana, we, and we bring you back to a place where it is safe and reasonable to express yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a war zone. It's a war zone on Clubhouse. It's a war zone on Twitter. You know, you know what it is about starting conversations, in my opinion, uh, with these these um, these big threads and stuff like that, Facebook or or Twitter, is that no matter what you say, there's it, it always ends up in a personal attack. Uh, for example, you're like, what if we switch to uh, a four four two, and someone will reply to you. That wouldn't work. You, you, what is it like? You, you window liquor. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> like, whoa, man! Like, this guy was just kind of, you know, just a thought out there. And this guy's calling me an armchair manager. I'm like, what does that make you? Are you, a, are you an expert? You're a professional here. You know what I mean? So, it, it's, it's poison, man. Poison. So. That's why at the Kitchen Island Podcast, this is a safe space. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Guys. Um, Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some EPL, Syria, Spain, Turkey, um, and League Earn Uber Eats. Yep. League Earn is sponsored by Uber Eats. For those who didn't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, good for Uber Eats, man. They're huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good for them. But when I order a, a, a combo that's normally $15.99, and when it comes to my door, I'm trying to remember how it added up to $36.99. <laughs> I'm not impressed with Uber Eats at all. They don't they need to lower their service charges. You know, it's, well, it's, how, it's, how do you think they can afford sponsoring football big football leagues then? I want my share then. <laughs> service charge and then like small order charge and then delivery charge and tip. It's just like, yeah, honestly, just here, just take my fucking, take the whole credit card. You know what I mean? Just so you can do it. You know, like, it's, it's crazy. Uh, guys, let's talk about news that just hit this afternoon. Um, the rumor is that Harry Kane has submitted a transfer request to the Spurs. Uh, 27 years old. I mean, essentially, he's their best player. He's their, he's their uh, go-to guy. Um, can I bring you into this? Apparently, the rumor is that it's 150 mil that they're looking for, especially if he stays in the EPL. Mm, so I heard. Um, and then you know who are the only guys that can afford that. So like the 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 destinations are pretty obvious. So Man U, uh, Man City, maybe Chelsea. Um, I'm I I feel it for him. And what I what I don't respect is um so there's supporters now who were when he when he first made that video talking about you know what like this is what i want to do i i want to win hardware um but i'll basically entertain the idea of going somewhere else if if that's not what is going to happen on this team so then you had a whole bunch of people saying we wish you the best, Harry. We're with you wherever you want to go. And now they're like, I can't believe this guy. Why does he want to leave our squad? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, 
the guy is no doubt and the stats speak for themselves like he is a great great striker and it's just a shame that there's nothing around him to su- to support you know something that actually looks like even like a top four finish so i'm i'm happy for him um it's i, I think spurs has always been quite interesting to me actually followed closely by arsenal at least in recent years right um the lack of success with the team they have uh tommy maybe i'll bring you into this um you know what maybe because because spurs right now are not they're not in shambles but they're not really stable either right there's a lot of question marks behind it, especially they don't have a manager right now so maybe letting harry kane go for a a, a solid solid transfer fee wouldn't be a bad thing I think that it actually could be a good thing for them in the long run because the amount of money that they can will be able to get for him, they'll be able to address two or three other or maybe even three or four other positions that they need more depth at, you know? Um, they can probably get another striker for maybe even if they pay $50 million for a replacement for, for Kane, that still, that still leaves them $100 million to shore up other places mm-hmm. that, well, that they need in the park. So I think in the long run, if they can get $150 million for him, it could be a good it could work out for them um yeah those goals are going to be tough to replace but 50 million could probably get a decent goal scorer that can at least work well and complement uh son uh quite nicely so in yeah it's it's certainly interesting and i think that most likely destination i would say would more likely be man united yeah although man united's primary primary big money uh Targets is going to be um, Jane Sancho in the suburb, um, and I, I just don't think that if City's going to spend 150 million on a player, they're going to go after Haaland. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's just a question of is there a market for him for the amount of money that Spurs are going to want? And he wants to stay in in England, so yeah, exactly. And so then then there's going to be that domestic um, premium on it. Yeah. I mean, Spurs might accept 90 million from a team from Barcelona or well, Barcelona doesn't have money, but you know, or from a team outside of England, but they're not going to accept. They're going to like jack up the price for a rival within the league. Yep. Yeah, I know that that's spot on Tommy. That kind of sums that up. Um, but yeah, I, I think he goes to United more than city. It, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong guys, but I, I feel like he, um, he's better suited in the United than he is in the city setup. Maybe I'm just talking gibberish, but it, it sure seems that way based on his game. Yeah, I think that his playing style more suits the Man United Ole's style yeah. than because he's not the most. Because City are looking for really fast and positionally fluid players, um, and that's not really Harry Kane's, Kane, uh, Kane's game. He's more of a He's a poacher um, more than anything, and he, that style is more well suited to uh, to Man United. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when does Cavani? How long is Cavani there until they renewed him for another year? Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. You know what? I will I will eat my words and say that Cavani has been a very good signing for them. I yeah. It's, I laughed it's... at them. I laughed at them at the start of this season. Um. But he has been fantastic. Why yeah. did you laugh? Because. There's this, <laughs> there's this video. Okay, there's this video. You guys should should try to find this. Um, I, first of all, um, I don't think Cavani is a bad player. I just think that they didn't need him, and uh, and um, for for what they're paying him a week, and it's just I I felt like it was bad business. Just because it was a free transfer, it doesn't mean it was a good business. Okay. Um, 
and for what they were paying him. But there's this video online of him in training. I don't know if it's with United or PSG, but he takes a first touch and it is the longest first touch I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and then he rifles it and it clears the training ground. Like it just goes. <laughs> you guys gotta see this video. And just and you watch a replay on it and I can't stop uh, stop laughing. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Surma, we were just talking about Harry Kane submitting a transfer request and we're, we're talking about like, probably better suited for a United setup than he is for for uh, Manchester uh, Manchester City. Exactly, yes. And it's time for him to move. I think he's 29 and uh, he was like outstanding during the last five, six years with Spurs. He can't win any title, unfortunately for him. So I think it's better for him to move. Like it's... It's less his last chance, obviously. Like he's yeah. twenty nine. If he doesn't move now, it's gonna be uh, like uh, bad for him later. Uh, he's twenty seven. Just a correction. Oh, twenty seven. Okay. But but regardless, I understand what you're saying. He's in his prime. He's in his exactly. prime, and and he's given um, a lot of years to Spurs without essentially success, right? So yeah, I mean, even United aren't necessarily going to be. Premier League contenders, they're much more likely to be in contention for other trophies like the FA Cup or the Europa League or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, let's let's talk about. Let's move on to the big game that happened with Liverpool. Um, West Brom won Liverpool two. Uh, geez, Louise, what a what a game! What a what a game that turned out to be. Um, for first of all, I want to start with a positive. We are seeing. That Thiago that we all knew was capable. Not none of the, the. We are seeing the world class past master that he is, and and we on this pod the consensus have always we always knew that how good he, he was. He just needed a bit of time to show it. But like there was other like journalists and 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 articles out there pretty much saying like, nope, he's not going to adapt. He's not going to be able to play well under Klopp. Blah blah. But man. You know what, uh, Tommy, I'll bring you into it. Thiago is, is beyond world-class. Oh, yeah. And his football intelligence is off the charts good. And you can see his vision and his range of passing. It's He's just an unbelievably smart player with an unbelievable footballing brain. And it's just incredible to see when he's really on his game and he's really he's now he's starting to gel and figuring out like when he was with Bayern, he already, he knew where his play, teammates were going to end up, so he could place a pass uh, on that like that exact blade of, blade of grass. And now that he's getting used to the team more, he's getting more in tune of to where his teammates are going to be, and you can see those power those passes are landing exactly, exactly like inch perfect where they want to go. And as he as the, as you know, and it's it's clear that's coming on, and it's unbelievable to watch. It's such a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kira, I felt like at the starting when we saw. Well, actually, you know what? It started off with the Chelsea game, right? Because Chelsea were a man down when we first saw him. And he saw he came on as a substitute and he absolutely controlled that game. And I I, I think we spoke about this. I said, like, it's not that it, it, Thiago isn't doing what he does. It's that the players around him aren't ready for what he's giving you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, you can see that he he hides the passes. He just – the players around him are just like, man, that that's that's a pretty brave pass. How did you see me kind of thing? And they're, we're, they weren't ready for it. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was super excited to see him play the way he did. Yeah, his, his head is always swiveling, and it's just like you, you always see him, like, looking around. And, and that's yeah. why I, I noticed that our players weren't used to 
a ball going where they should be. It's usually a ball going to where they are and then they make something happen. And he'd put the ball into space or he'd just wait for you to continue a run and, and then send it. So it's like, yeah, the vision, like that game, I was just like, like if you think about all these different types of footballing attributes, like he... I feel like he knocked each of them off, like his tackles, like he had a really a couple of really great tackles that weren't crazy or anything, didn't end up in a yellow card. Um, yeah, like his vision, his dribbling, he like dangled so many people that that game. Um, what else was there? Yeah, just like it's, you know, that, that, taking a shot, being being you know in that same mind frame where if I have space, I'm going to take a shot, like. Oh, he was so good. It's refreshing. And you know what? You know what it is? He's he's essentially a product of La Masia from Barcelona. Everything they taught they teach you at La Masia is it that's him. That's him. Like uh like I said, the vision, the, the you're taught as a very young as a midfielder to be aware of where all your your uh your teammates are, right? That's why you always shoulder check, you're always looking. And you're pretty much giving yourself whiplash, trying to check the whole pitch, knowing exactly your next move, right? And so, like, he he just, you know, when I have kids and they say, oh, how should I play, Daddy? I'm just like, here, watch this video. <laughs> He's so good. I will not accept. I never from day one accepted any Tiago slander. I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing to do when we put him in a position to not get to execute his brilliance. He had to think of something else to do to help us out. And mm. now you get to see it. Like, and it's just like, I'm super, super excited for, for the next season. And did you guys even catch where the commentator was like, Oh, look at Tiago's boots. Like he just looks great out there. Did you hear that? I was like, now we're talking about his choice of boots. Like, come on. Like he just looks so fantastic and like, just like shiny and brilliant. He was so <laughs> You know, it's, it's annoying because sometimes you just want to tell these commentators, like, just just appreciate the talent that you're seeing. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't try to find something. Don't, <laughs> don't try to uh, – it, it's like the English insecurity. You know what I mean? When they have a talent that comes in, they always find – and they're not English. They always find something to, to, to knock on. Like, um, look at his flashy boots. I'm like, look at that great pass he just did. What about that? <laughs> uh, it's actually a bonus that he, he barely has any hair because if he had the long hair, so, oh, man, they would have a go at him. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna bring up uh, some some controversy. We don't see eye to eye controversy when I mean in this group. Uh, let's talk about Nat Phillips and, and Reese Williams. Um, I will start with you, Suma. How do we feel about that partnership? Like it's not secure at all in our defense. Like every attack from the opposition team. Like I feel like anything can go wrong. Like there is no security. Like. Even when they hold the ball, sometimes, like, I've seen that uh, Nat Phillips, like, he improved a lot. I see, like, he does some uh, long balls, which are good. He improved on that. Uh, Rhys Williams, he needs to improve. He, he's young, but, like, it's, I don't feel secure. That's what I want to say. It's, yeah. it's, like, the defense needs to improve. I know even, uh, like, when Kabak started, adapting with the team he got injured unfortunately so it's hard in uh, to rely on our uh, pair of defense now we, I, I don't want to be so harsh on them they are uh, like young 24 20 something like that uh, i hope i hope i feel like we we need to score every game two goals at least no, so yeah. so if, if we concede one goal that would be fine yeah 
kind of like um, what year was it? The SWAT, one of the SWATS years where we win, we would win games like four three or something. 2014. Like 2014. Yeah, yeah. We, Brendan, we, Brendan Rogers, yeah. we yeah. were just like it was about outscoring the opposition. That's that's all it was. Tommy, I'll bring you into it because the way I feel about uh, Reese Williams. I, I can't say anything. I'm not sure. Again, uh, Sulma hit it. Like he's he's young. Uh, well, to to be determined for for Reese for me. Uh, um, he's not mentally a Premier League player. He okay. might very well. Uh, he has a lot of work to do. I think realistically, right now, his level is more like League One. Basically, if you look at where his positioning and his mobility, uh, his decision making is problematic. Um, I think that I, I don't want to be too harsh on him. But he needs a lot more time at a lower level. Yeah. He needs at least a full season at the League One level, maybe championship. Uh, if, if, but I think that the championship or League One level, uh, season on loan, then we'll really see where he's at. Because, but right now he's not Premier League level. Um, Nat Phillips, I like Nat Phillips. Um, his mobility is questionable, but his footballing brain and football maturity is there. So I don't. He's not going to be. He's never going to be good enough to be. An auto, like a, a top two when everybody's healthy, but I think he's a very good potential squad player. You know, fourth or yeah. fifth choice. You need him for the cups. You need him to come off the bench. Or you need him just as a rotation option. He can do the job against in the Premier League against the middle of the road Premier League teams. But Reese Williams, he needs a lot of work. He's well off Premier League standard at this time point in time. Hmm. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, don't know. I, just, I just feel like we have we have these young players, and it makes me question what we actually brought them here to do. If the first real test of of you know how well they'll do in a in a game situation is when we're coming off of the back of like a terrible season, and this is our last resort. Like we did this to ourselves, if if you ask me. So, um. There were a couple of, I think the last time I saw Reese Williams where I was just like, oh, I forgot that this guy doesn't play very often was, um, I think we were, was it, was it against Atalanta? Um, I'm trying to think, I know it was Champions League, but he was paired beside Virgil van Dyke. And to be honest, like you, you would see Virgil just like directing him and yelling at him and mm -hmm. coaching him and like telling him where to put the ball. And I don't know. I guess if you don't get enough exposure or experience, then you're like, yeah, there was a couple of times where I'm like, what, what, what are you going to do with the ball, Reese? What? Oh, okay, okay. Like, because it's like you see him thinking it through on the pitch, and that that's definitely harmful for our squad, right? Um, and at this level. But I don't know. Like, maybe I, I would be cool if he just got a loan to, um, I don't know, maybe like one of the closer to bottom mid teams and, and let him develop at this level. I feel like Sometimes maybe maybe it would be a setback if he even stepped down a level. I think he no, I think he's not too bad. I I know I think I think Tommy's right. He's not he's not ready for the Premier League. I, I think he needs mm -hmm. a bit of a, I I know he had a loan at, at non leaguers, right? In, yeah, Kid Kidderminster. Yeah. yeah. But that's oh. in the sixth tier. Uh, yeah. I think that's that, ooh, he's that's ready for I think that if you look at a team like one of the bigger teams in League One, like a Sunderland, like a Sunderland get promoted this year, or like a Charlton Athletic or something, at that level, I think that could be a good level, or a smaller team in the championship, like a Luton Town or something like that. Um, but like number one, he, he'd be playing alongside some very experienced pros, and he'd get in a lot of games. Don't forget, it's a 46 game season down there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think he just needs game time against decent quality adults. So, my, you've been yeah, waiting no, no, no. patiently. 
Uh, I just wanted to add, I, um, I agree with you with what you said about uh, Rhys Williams, but when he plays with Matt Phillips, it's not like the same if he played with, uh, for example, Virgil van Dijk. That's when what we, I mean. W- exactly. I, I want to, uh, to uh, add on that. Like when he started with Virgil van Dijk against Arsenal, the first game I remember in the Cup or the League Cup, I forgot. <gasps> and like uh, Virgil van Dijk, he said he has a good potential to uh, to become very great defender. So I, I if he played with Van Dijk like during this season more like the, uh, he he could have improved much better. But um, I mean the player who, with who he plays in defense makes big difference. So but uh, but yeah that's the only point but yeah he needs to improve he needs to play and uh, if he hasn't he, if he will not have the chance to play with us next season like probably will not have the chance. It's better to go on loan or somewhere. Yeah, or- I, I, 100% for me alone. He has a higher ceiling than than uh, than Phillips, in my opinion. Than, than yeah, and, and you actually, you know, the what you're talking about, where he plays better when he's next to an experienced pro. Yeah, I think that's where where alone would be even more valuable. Mm-hmm. Put him in the championship alongside a 32 year old veteran who will really teach him. The mental aspect and where his positioning and like the intel the where in his positioning and his uh, the mental aspect of that position. But one thing you guys, I would be surprised if you didn't say that is both of them each game it's like another like they've achieved another level and they get to proceed to level like two or three. But (laughs) yeah, they get to level up. Like I feel like each game they just get better than the last game that we saw. But I think that's important too. Like. Yeah, yeah the, oh, I feel like the potential is there, definitely. I, I, de- I definitely agree. My my big thing <laughs> my big thing is that um, okay, if if we're gonna for me, Reese is on the side. To be to be determined, we will see, you know what I mean? Like don't go anywhere, just, <laughs> just sit there um and learn. Um but for, for Phillips, because we're we're talking about like first team stuff, I just <laughs> I don't, I see him too much out of position. I see him too, like his heart is in it, 100%. I think is, I cannot knock his hustle. You know what I mean? Like he's always working. But for me, that does not give me enough. There's not enough calmness in him to uh, to, to be a, a, a Liverpool center back, unless, like Tommy mentioned, we're, we're talking down the pecking order. Okay, like uh, that, that I can respect. But this, I, I think again that will come down to what kind of career uh, Nate Phillips wants to have. Okay, yeah. I, I think he'll definitely want to stick around at least another season, and I think we'll definitely keep him for another season. And we'll see how much playing time he gets next season when Virgil and Virgil and Gomez, and assuming a new addition are yeah. back healthy or they're unhealthy. Um, yeah, it's definitely to be determined. But I still think that it's a, it's it's a cheap option to get a, a depth center back that wants to be at the club. Looks for the time mm-hmm. being. Okay, yeah. that's completely, and, and, completely fair. And who would we sell him to, and for how much, anyways? Like, I feel like he's. An, I, feel like, I feel like he's an investment. Yeah. Uh, buy- he, there'd be buyers in, in the Premier League. You know, the 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 the, the, the Crystal Palaces of the world uh, at that level, or Southamptons at that level. That would be yeah. they, they'd pay money for him. Edward's gonna put a, together a very nice um, what's it called YouTube video and like send it out. <laughs> Send it out to you, like, 25, you 25 million. Man, if, if Bournemouth get promoted, 
you know, they'd paid 25 million for him. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, okay, let's jump over to, okay. Um, do, do we talk about Sadio? I wrote Sadio. You want to talk about Sadio? How did we like, cause I want to back your boy up, but how much can I back him up? You know what I mean? Like, can I, I'll bring you in. Tell me how you feel about Mane. How did, this game, I mean. First of all, I love Mane. Let me put that out there. I need him to know that I absolutely love him. Yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. going to say that he is still having which is what seems to be a very obvious um, decline in his performance. I get that. But what, what I always want to remind people is that he is not a pylon on the pitch. Like, he still contributes to the game we are used to see um we are used to seeing him put the ball in the back of the net but that's not what's happening it it's happening but not as frequent as we'd like so for me i think if if we're a team that wants to you know boost confidence and boost like your 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 mental commitment and whatnot if you notice any time where he comes off of um you know just like a, a stretch of like no goals He's either subbed or he doesn't play the next game. And I'm thinking, like, how how do you get confidence then? If you're in a rut and then you score a goal and you you, you get that vibe, you're on that level, and then you get subbed off. So you remember he got subbed off. That was like, I was pissed, and I'm not even playing. And then um, he scores at Southampton, and not even an easy goal at that, but another banging header. And then he doesn't sub the next – he doesn't start the next game. Like, I don't care who we're playing – he, I don't feel like it was something where if he, um, if he doesn't get like, I think what people are making it seem like if it's not consistent enough, then it's not worth making it consistent. But I just want him to be able to have a consistent run. You know what I mean? Like, there's always just this like breakup, and it, I notice it, and it's annoying. It's annoying. I, I'll, I'll, I'll just say my piece quickly. Um, Again, I'm with you. I love Sadio. Uh, I've said it before in this pod. At one point, Sadio was playing so well that when when um, the rumors of Salah was going to leave, I said we're going to be fine um, because we have, we have Sadio Mane. Mind you, mind you, I have a terrible terrible record of that because I also say, said the same thing when Raheem Sterling left, and I said, "Don't worry, we have Jordan Ibe." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but I feel like he's been given a chance. He he he's been given a chance, and and I'm I'm sorry we're bringing up something negative in a game that was was full of positives positivities. You know what I mean? We we won the game for goodness sake, um, but I just I just felt like he's still I I don't know I I feel that if Jota was fit, Sario doesn't start. That that's the, that's the way I feel about about this game. And mind you, like this is that's a pretty good problem to have. To be honest, you know what I mean. Like having Sadio come off the bench or vice versa, like that's that's pretty decent in turn turn of squad depth. But uh, so I'll, I'll bring you into this one. Um, how did how did Sadio play? Like we all know, Sadio Mane is having a bad season. He said it like it's my worst season when he plays at this uh, top level, and it makes sense to see uh, Jota starting ahead of him, like. Jota scored goal. He played better this season when he had the chance. I didn't like his uh, attitudes when uh, he didn't uh, with Klopp that game against Man United. Yeah. He didn't start. It makes sense. Like you are not playing well. 
like but he scored the game before though like that's what i mean so if you do pick up and you do play well do you get a chance to start your your chance to start's in jeopardy it's not based on the previous game like the overall form of sadio lately is not good we all love sadio he's very good player i still love him to stay in liverpool for sure 100 percent any player can can go with like bad period like it happens in uh, football yeah. i i feel like he's frustrated in field and it's affecting his decision sometimes he's so pressed to to shoot or to do something and he's making the, the bad decision every time even uh, against man united he had chance like one um with the uh, keeper henderson and uh, he 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 didn't dribble the the keeper yeah, so he's frustrated. He feels like he can do better, but it's not working with him now. He just needs to focus more, to be patient. patient, And, uh, yeah, hopefully things will turn around. So. It almost looks as though he's, a, it's, he's not really acting on instinct. He's very, like, his his decision-making and his taking extra touches, It's because, looks also, it's almost like it's become a vicious cycle for him. The more he struggles, the more frustrated he gets, the more he gets he's stuck in his own head, and the more bad decisions he makes and it just sort of snowballs and it just i think that he needs the offseason can't come quick enough for him yeah. for him to just just reboot reset and reset and come back mentally fresh for the new season i think that you know it's simple he's just yeah he just looks mentally all over the place right now and it's yeah. a shame because he's such a great player um and we know the talent is there but it's just just somehow his some his decision making has gotten been so much worse in the last few months than it has been since we, he's been with Liverpool. I think that's it, Tommy. But, it's okay. the go. You got a but. Okay, okay. Go ahead. No, but but no, no, because that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I made the comment about a pylon because it just seems like any other contribution is negated because he's not scoring, and I don't feel like that's genuine. To even have that everybody's just associating i get it goals win games i get it three points moves you up the table um but there's still contribution <laughs> like he's still making contribution and i follow this Trust i don't, me, I follow I don't this. see it i don't see but it that's just it because you're only looking but he, at the finishing but the stats has, i watch i watch him he's the player that i watch the most but the top, which, which stats are we talking about here what, what where like i don't I, chances what are you talking about? Yeah, like, like, I, I would love to, then, he dribbled past two. He dribbled past two people on the left hand side and crossed the box, mm -hmm. crossed the ball into the box, and Salah put it in. Like that's what I mean. Like if everybody is just associating, that's like that's like their first money, then, then they're even more. Then they're even more. They're even going to be more stressed out. But if you look at how he's a part of the play and how even. I would say when Fab and um, Hendo were in in our back line, he was playing so much deeper. That like so then he's supposed to be doing those that that run like all the time. Like I'm just saying, think about we all know Sadio is the most well-rounded. I feel like it. So if you're only associating his performance with a ball going back in the net, then it's going to look so much more worse than it really is, in my opinion, because he still has assists he still has goals as as much as they're not as frequent as we'd like he still has what 10 goals for the season so he's not a pylon it's just when we need those finishes 
and we're drawing, it just seems like it's across the table. And then, you know, we definitely have Salah there holding it down for sure. But but I don't know. I feel like people are just going to be a little bit more pressed against Mane because there's goals not going back in the net. But if you watch the games, you'll see that he's still like very impactful contribution, a contribution and a threat that people still mark him, sometimes double team him, you know? So I feel I would, like I not, before I go crazy. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm with you in terms of um, a value, putting a huge value on game, on, on contributions, different things, uh, take ons, you know what I, what I mean? Like assists as well, obviously um, touches with inside the box and stuff like that. But I just, I'm really curious. We're going to have to look this up because I, I don't know if, if he's in this season, he, he's up there because his decision-making is, is terrible. His touches are really bad, so he's being dispossessed a lot. Uh, and all this, it, 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 on top of that, like, not only do we have this injury crisis, but we have bad form. This is just speaking from, from Sadio's perspective, uh, a bad form that he can't, like, get a break in certain, in certain aspects of his game. So it's all around frustrating and and i totally totally get it and there is no other person more than me that wants him to find that form um uh, we we spoke about this on the chat that we know what salah is going to give us salah is going to carry our, our team in terms of uh, uh goals it's always been the other two factors that push us over that 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 you know that that give us that extra like like push, and we're just not getting it from Firmino and, and, and Sadio. So like, there's only so much that uh, Salah can do. So that I think that's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I respect that because Sadio can create his chances. So if he has the the ability to create those chances too, and he's not putting the ball in the back of the net, I get it. I'm just saying. I, I know he has assists. I know he has scattered goals creating chances, the stats are there. And if you're watching the game, well, I see it. No, no, yeah. That's, Love that's, you, fair. That's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. No, it's fair. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, why, why it's, this is, this is a discussion. This is what we're yeah. having. It's really, yeah. uh, we all want Liverpool to win, so that's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. What else did I have here? Do we just jump into the, the Allison craziness? <laughs> it's, um, uh... or, or a little bit of credit to, to Firmino because I feel like he did better, but at the same time, sometimes I felt like, holy moly, he is like he's running on fumes. Sometimes this guy needs to like a nice spa, thirty day spa day, if that makes any sense. You know, he just thinking, put yourself in 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 bubble wrap and just relax for the off season, man. <laughs> like like it, it seems like um, there was a pass that who was it? It was Thiago gave him a pass, right? And it was like. He could have taken one more step and collected that ball. Instead, like he, it's like he just couldn't do it, and that yeah, was yeah. first half, and it went out of play. And I'm just like, am I the only one who just saw that? How did you not reach that? Yeah. But um, I thought Firmino generally did well, although he missed he missed some mistakes, uh, some chances. And um, Tommy in the in the first half, he instead of shooting, he tried to pass it. Yeah, he, he there's a couple of moments where he. He had a shooting opportunity, but then he tried to make one extra pass. And I, I think you're right, though. He's just, he's just tired. And it's just, again, it's also mental fatigue uh, creeping in as well. So I think that for both him and Mane, the offseason can't come soon enough. They can just, you know, they need time away to just rest and recuperate. Yeah, they had the Copa America, though. 
Oh. <laughs> but but we'll see if they take him. I think they still will. I mean, what's his face isn't any better than the big nose on Everton. What's his name? Richard 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 Richard. The big nose. Oh my god. <laughs> it, just, it bothers me. You know what? It bothers it bothers me that he's a little punk. So I'm allowed to say that. Um okay. Uh, go ahead. I want to add like uh, about uh, Arnold. He he's getting back his form like the, during the last three, four games. And uh, Robertson form dropped on the left side, so at least there is there is some balance. balance. <laughs> because because in the beginning of the season, uh, Robertson was amazing and Arnold was bad, and now uh, we are seeing more uh, Arnold and less uh, Robertson. But it's all good. At least one <laughs> one in good form makes it, a bit it, of balance. So yeah, I, I feel but... like it's... go go ahead, Tiana. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, I feel like it's a little refreshing seeing the way Thiago's playing because. Now we don't have to rely on nothing but crosses. You know what I mean? There's a lot of plays coming coming down the middle as well, which is which is something I've been begging for because like we were we become predictable, right? And it's not like again, it's not like we have a number nine friggin' guy who's gonna head it in all, every time on these crosses. It makes no sense. But but that being said, it's um it's really it, it was a good play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank God no. we have Chego now, mm-hmm. the real Chego that we want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. thank God finally. Exactly. Yeah. That's what um, I was gonna say. You touched a little bit on on the the part about predictability because when when Suma mentioned the the like the switch, the changing of the cards for who's producing, um, that's what I was gonna say. We don't see, we're not seeing Robertson's assists, right? Like he, he's just like still just neat and tidy back there, but you're not seeing that extra that extra. Um, involvement in the play or you know like a long ball so I don't know he started didn't they say I think every he started every game for us except for I think one or two and he's another one that's not he's another another one and 90 minutes (laughs) so he's another one when I see him go down I'm like oh yeah yeah he's gonna be and he's gonna be at Euro 2021 as well so when he's so he's not gonna get rest Trent's not gonna get rest because he's probably gonna be at Euro 2021 as well with England so yeah. Do you still remember Tsimikas? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Davies, what? That's crazy. And you know, I don't, I don't think Tsimikas is not a, he's not a bad player. No, no he's been fine when he's played. He's a player. Yeah. Weird, weird. He's um, been fine with the Olympiacos. I watched him last year in the, yeah. some European games. Yeah, he was been good. I don't. I, know. I mean, Klopp has a way of, of, you have to earn Klopp's trust. I mean, so, I mean, you can't go wrong with, with Robertson. Mind you, like, again, this, this kid is going to be run to the ground. Um, but um, like, let's hope we, we see the Greek. There's rumors of him leaving, but I, I want to keep him for another season. And he's because he's going to get games when things are a little calmer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I hope um, so. But let's talk about the big moment. Let's talk about Allison. Okay. <laughs> so, honestly, so it's 1 1, right? And um, at this point, with the the crosses going in, it's it's not working. We're getting corners. But what's the point of a corner if no one can head it? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Phillips, Phillips tries to get there, but he's well marshaled. You know what I mean? Like he's well covered, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's hard for him to get there. And like, I, what was it? It was it the oh, what minute was it? it? Was close. It was into stoppage uh, injury time when Phillips got it on the on the wing and he tried to cross it and it went into the stands. And I'm just like. <laughs> That's it. 
Bad doggy day. You know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness. So last corner of the game, essentially, last kick of the game, we get a corner. And um, along comes Allison. And uh, I don't know, Tommy, I'll bring you and I'll, I'll let you take it from there. And yeah, corner comes in and comes right this header ahead of Allison, the goalie. And he gets perfect header back of the net, 2-1. Um, it's very rare that it happens. And it's not the most dramatic goalie score goalie scoring moment of all time that uh, I'll tell the story now I guess I'll, that belongs to, that story belongs to a guy named Jimmy Glass so uh, if you guys are okay with it I'll tell the story a little bit uh, we'll cast our eyes back to 1999 and Carlisle United are in deep trouble They're at the bottom of what is now League 2 um, they're in serious financial trouble they had to sell their primary goalie just to keep the lights on so they bring this guy Jimmy Glass on loan from Swinton Town emergency loan Last game of the season, they're a point behind Scarborough, and they need to better Scarborough's result in order to stay up. Um, Scarborough draw deep into injury time, uh, their home game against uh, Plymouth Argyle. Cora comes up. His teammate hits the hits the crossbar, bounces back. Goalie taps, uh, puts it in. Carlisle and I'd stay up, and they probably stay in business because of that. So it's the, it's the <laughs> ultimate like goalie scores. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like, okay, that's um, Sulma. That was the first goal header goal scored by a, a goalie in the EPL. Yeah, uh, like in, in the history of Liverpool, oh, in the okay. EPL, Liverpool, not in the EPL. Okay. That was a crazy moment. I watched it like, like maybe fifty, one hundred times. <laughs> I, I just remember the moment when uh, Origi uh, scored against Barcelona when. Uh, Trent Arnold against Barcelona in the Champions League. It was similar moments. I was watching over and over and over because I was desperate. Like we wow. missed so many chances, we couldn't shoot, shoot on target. I was desperate. Ninety-six minutes. That's it. I know we we almost never score on corners. Maybe we scored one or twice this season. Not since Van Dyke for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Alison comes in. I was like, oh. Whatever. Nothing <laughs> yeah. <will happen>. yeah. <laughs> and then, wow, big surprise. I was like jumping. Wow. So hopefully we can like win the last two games. So this goal will mean a lot. Because if we don't win, like let's say stay positive. Hopefully we'll win the next two games. And we will feel more this goal of Alison. Yeah. It would be worth it'd be worth more for sure. Uh Ken, like like we were just saying, um, the goalie coming up for corners is pretty, you know, in desperate times, pretty standard. Does the goalie ever score? Rarely. Um, but it was just – no one marked him, first of all. Nobody. Because <laughs> if, if you look at it, it's not like he does this crazy run-up. No, no, he takes a couple of steps, and he's, like, jumping on the spot. He's like, oh, okay, and he jumps up. And, but it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfection. The, the, the header is, like – I had I, and it wasn't just like a like put your neck through it. Like he like had to fling his whole oh yeah. head in to like even make it go to that corner. So it, it was yeah. pretty insane. When when I saw yeah. him enter the screen on my laptop, I was closing the laptop. I was like, what are we gonna do with this corner? And then I'm closing the laptop. And then I see him run into the screen and then the rain starts coming down. I'm like, what's going on here? I jumped up so quick. I'm like, Allison is going to score the game winner. And I swear I said it even before it happened. Like, you know what? It just looks too good to be true. Like, what is he even doing up there? And I was like, what? And I'm like, Allison is going to score the game winner. 
and it happens. And I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh and- my God. But Phillips looked like he was going to blow right through it too. Like he, he came like charging and he made a good run towards it. I, I, I said Allison was going to win was going to do it but I didn't think he was going to do it but I just knew something was going to happen like a goal was going to be a result of that I I knew it but when I saw it <laughs> I was like what the hell just happened and then they replayed it and I was like that was Ali and I was like oh no like <laughs> crazy I felt like the whole world was like bawling like what yeah. just happened um so I, I kind of want to, we, we spoke about this off air, but I kind of want to talk about it. Um, we, we pushed all game, that, that's for sure. So guys, did we see a glimpse of like the mentality monsters again? Or did we just, it was just our day and we got we got lucky in, not, not how the game was going, just lucky in getting that last goal. Like what, what, what would you guys, what'd you guys think? Who's going to go first? I, I, I think it's a bit from column A, bit from column B, but I think it was a lot more luck because it just didn't look like it was going away. Just the number of number of shot chats we missed, it just had a 1-1 one, one written all over it until it happened. And I, I I think it was a fair amount of luck involved, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, because West Brom had defended well all day, and this one only one moment where they didn't defend uh, well was that it happened to be the winning goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's part of uh, football. Sometimes you don't play well, but but you still can win. Sometimes yeah. you play bad, uh, you play very good, and you can lose. So it's part of football to have some crazy moments, some luck. Yeah. So yesterday was a good day for us. Hopefully, uh, it will continue like that. Yeah. We accept it any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three points. Yeah. In, in that That's manner too. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm saying that was luck that that match for us. Like I really feel like I could say that with my chest. It it was just everything leading up to it, and then, um, even that VAR call. I was like, oh boy, here we go. It's a goal. Like that's what I said to myself, and I was like, it's not. Yeah. What is going on here? I was like, wait a second. Yeah. You know, it's not a goal. Like I'm like freaked out, and then I see Allison step into the screen. I said, okay, this can't happen twice in a row in that one match. I'm like. Allison is going to score this goal. Like, this is insane right now. So sad, so done. I was like, so did, did, wow, I we guess, got lucky. Can, can we compare it to the Origi goal against Everton? Yeah, that's fair. The sort of looping yeah. header, Jordan Butterfinger, Pickford uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it's, it, again, it's, it's a game we deserve to win. But the manner in which the goal happened was crazy luck. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair comparison. That um, was more more luckier, like the Origi goal, because like uh, yeah, true. But then he true. just shot yeah. like that. It was yeah, bad, <laughs> and then he turned his head. Like this one was a corner. It was like good cross from Arnold. So yeah. I think Origi goal was more more lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for like did, did like a volleyball setup, eh? For him, he's just like here you go, man. <laughs> Onto the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, uh, last thing before, because we've been on this Liverpool game. I mean, it's been a, a great game. But um, before we finish, let's, let's talk about Allison's post match because that gave me that gave me goosebumps. Did you guys watch the post match? Uh, it was so touching um, because, like, he it, it, it kind of reminded us that these are kids, man. These are these are this guy's in his twenties. You know what I mean? Like he's 
on the other side of the pond from his from his father who passed away in in January, I believe, right? Um, and he hasn't because of COVID and all that. He really hasn't had a chance to to mourn. And um, as as someone, I I lost my father in my early twenties, and like for for that first year, everything you do, you you think. Like, yeah, okay, he he had a hand in it, or you want to do it for them, you know? So, like, a goal like that, it's basically, like, we'll call it a miracle. Like, the, the way he got emotional at the end, I was just like, oh, my God, no, hold it in. Like, come on, do some push-ups or something. This isn't going to – no tears are going to happen today. So it was it was, it was was very, very touching, and, and you kind of saw the humane side of um, these yeah, professional footballer. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way they all ran out to him. I was like, that's what choked me up was like, I think all those guys looked like they were crying and they were just like, like squeezing the life out of him. Yeah. For it. So, yeah, I I thought that just reminds me that our squad. Yeah. The fact that they're, you know, just every day, um, they're human beings, but it's like yeah. they come out to entertain and to perform and like, it's not even about a job for some of them. I don't, I think when he goes out now, yeah, like you said, He's dedicating these things to his dad. So yeah, it, was, it was super touching. I love the reaction of the teammates, like of the all players. They jumped on him, all of them. They were super happy for him. We can see all the smiles from the players, club. They're all hugging. That was a very good moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, club, this club brings in so much emotion. I remember it. the Champions League 2005, Barcelona game, Dortmund 4-3. Yeah. Like... Now with Alison, like uh, that's why we love football. Like this, these crazy times, like yeah, so amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tommy, can you wrap up the battle for the top four for me? Then how do we how do we stand? Uh, we're in good shape because Leicester are playing Chelsea tomorrow. Um, basically, our best the best result for us is obviously a draw between those two. Second best is a Leicester victory. Uh, because then we'll we'll have a really easy chance uh, to overtake Chelsea. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big game. It's Chelsea against Leicester tomorrow. Um, we'll see what happens, but hoping for a draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the worst result would be a Chelsea win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. But the good thing is, like, if we get the six points, we don't care about Leicester or Chelsea. That's the most important point. Yeah, it's uh, in yeah. our hands now. Because mm, goal difference, goal difference. Right, right now, right now we're level on goal difference with Leicester. So if Chelsea wins this game tomorrow by one, and then Leicester wins big in their final day, and we don't win big in our two games, then we still aren't guaranteed. I, I think but, what Suma's saying is that let's maximize the points and see what happens. Yeah, like, that's our job. Because yeah. Leicester, they're they're gonna play Tottenham last game, so. I, re- I really think if we get the six points, we're going to go to the Champions League. So. Yeah, no, but, I think but, we're... But... Yeah, we're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah, we're in good shape. But this, like, yeah, if we're if we're concerned about goal difference, like, we it can't just be a one-nothing. One, yeah. One-nothing really. It, it's still three points, but if we're thinking about goal difference, then... Well, I yeah. don't... I, I, like, look how this West Brom game kind of finished and we were expecting to, to walk away with it. The, you know what I mean? And, and so this is, that was a struggle. So uh, not, nothing's easy for, for Liverpool. We do nothing the easy way. Yeah. Mm. Oh, goodness. Okay, let's move on to Spain where things are much more interesting. Uh, over the weekend, Barcelona, although they were a long shot, they lost two, 
They lost two one to to Celta Vigo, and they are they're out. They're they're not gonna. They might they might hold on to fourth spot. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> that's an, that's an interesting thing. There are a lot of things are gonna develop at Barcelona after this, especially they're gonna. Uh, like they thought they were going to challenge, but now they, they didn't. They kind of went out with a little, with a whimper, right? So that's kind of disappointing. Um, uh, Real Madrid beat Bilbao one nothing. Okay. So that put a lot of pressure on Atletico and all the, all the games played at the same time, all at 1230 here, local time. So it's kind of interesting flipping, flipping back and forth. Um, but Atletico Madrid, man, I love them this year. I, I really do, man. They are not give like, they they again they made themselves they made this harder for themselves, uh, what what it should have been. But Atletico Madrid had a thriller and won two one. And a guy who I absolutely loved and I still do. I, I still have major affection for for Luis Suarez. Um, at one point, I owned um, when he first left. I'm gonna this is confession. When he first left Liverpool, I bought a um, a Barcelona Suarez jersey. That's how much I loved him. You know, I. I so, um, but I also had um, a gray. You remember ooh, a gray? Remember the gray jersey, Liverpool jersey? It was with um, the hockey brand Warrior. It was. Oh yeah. Warrior. I had a Suarez gray one as well. I I really don't know what happened to it, but it's, it's somewhere. I had that. And anyway, to for him to score that winner for Atletico, and on top of that, like. He was booted out of Barcelona, kind of thing, you know. I, I know his wages, but the manner in which then was was very. It wasn't. It wasn't nice. So it's. I don't know. Fuck it. Give, give us that to go the title. I wouldn't mind them winning it. What a crazy few minutes, eh? Like, I mean, yeah. goes in the last ten minutes of those games. Barcelona are drawing. Atletico are a goal down. Barcelona gets player sent off. Concedes <laughs> a concedes, and Atletico scores twice to win and end Barcelona's title. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, but it's no. yeah, it's coming down to the final day. Atletico and or Real, and Atletico have two point lead, so they just they just need to win. Yeah, essentially. Uh -huh. Yeah, yes, and they are playing Valladolid, and they are already uh, down to the second league. So it should uh, be no, no Valladolid still have a chance to survive. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they do. Oh. Yeah, they're because they're two points clear of safety. Oof, oof. Oh. Um, I know, oh, that, I, know that. I know that a bar got relegated. Um, there's, if you guys want to look at it, an interesting team to survive in La Liga for this long, look at a bar. A bar is a very interesting team, like small, small club and uh, respect for them for staying in the league. Oh, Frig, I don't know how many years now, but it's, they, they had a respectful, respectful run in, in uh, La Liga. So it all happens this weekend for, for, for La Liga. See, yeah, give it, give it to Atletico. Like screw Real Madrid, like whatever. <laughs> Just give it to him. Yeah. So, um, Tommy, you want to talk some Turkish league? Yeah, exciting finales. Uh, we had uh, two our two Canadian guys, uh, Atiba Hutchison and Kyle Lauren, who uh, managed to win the Turkish league just by the skin of their teeth. Um, uh, on the weekend, so basically, Besiktas were looking solid, but then they lost their last two games going into the final game of the season and so which meant that they were tied on they were tied on points and had an exactly equal head-to-head -head with their title rivals Besiktas so it came down to goal difference and uh sorry title rivals Galatasaray sorry so it came down to goal difference Besiktas wins 2-1 Galatasaray they need to win by three but they only won by two so Besiktas won the title by one goal 
by a plus one goal difference. Okay. Um, so that's now four Canadians with European league titles. Um, it's only uh, Jonathan David still has a chance in Louis Lille, but alongside Scott Arfield and um, and uh, Alfonso Davies, they're now they're European league titleists this year. That's awesome. Pumping them out of Canada, awesome. winners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very. Uh, Atiba is a very underrated player, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and he's been fantastic this season. Yeah. Even at thir- even at thirty-seven, he's been unbelievable. And his yeah. transformation from att- an attacking mid to a more of a deep line playmaker type role has been really, really interesting. And also, like I, like that, and I meant like the big picture, like his the career he's had, very underrated. Oh yeah, well if you look at the clubs he's played with, I mean, I mean P- PSV and then now Besiktas. I mean, yeah. he's some big clubs, and he's won a lot of silverware in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Canada, let's move on to League Earn Uber Eats. No, <laughs> I, I always say that every time. Okay, let's. Um, so I watched the PSG game, and I was wondering how did PSG lose eight matches this year? I have no idea. They absolutely ran um, Rems Rems off the off the pitch like four nil. They were they were like toying with them. It was yeah, they went a man down, but like for PSG to lose. Eight games, I, I kind of see. Oh, That's a big, big number, yeah. It is. It is a lot. It is a lot, especially with that quality of team. But anyway, it puts them in second place, one point behind Lille. Um, so from first to fourth, you have Lille eighty points, PSG seventy nine, Monaco seventy seven, and Lyon seventy six. So basically, it's the last week. It's 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 a race for the title. That just the top two are going going to go at it. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just super, super, super pumped to watch some of these matches. And then, yeah, you see like a, you see a blowout like this, but then I wanted to see something totally different in Champions League and it just didn't work out. So I don't know. I don't, I know there's definitely improvements that the squad has to make. I I think um, defensively, but I don't know. Sometimes I just, I don't know what, what, the result is going to be sometimes we we have such a, a strong attacking squad and i don't know i'm still hurt obviously <laughs> i'm not trying to bring down the mood but my gosh i'm still i'm still wounded from that one but yeah they're not too, they're not far behind i think um but i think it's also now or never for lil because i think that team's going to be dismantled oh, yeah. a lot of the, the, the summer i think a lot of little players are going to go to the bigger leagues, they got a really strong core of young players, yeah. and I think they're going to be picked apart in the summer. So it's going to it's, this is now or never for Lille, I think. So I, I'm obviously because of our boy Jonathan David, um, I'm really pulling for Lille to to win this title. Uh, no disrespect intended to PSG, well, not really disrespect intended, but you know it'd be great to see Lille win it, uh, and our boy John, our Ottawa boy Jonathan David, uh, win the French league. That would be cool. But I love Neymar. <laughs> The situation in the French league is similar to a Spain league. Like Lille is like Atletico Madrid. They're mm-hmm. playing the game. They win. They they win the game. They win the title. And PSG is similar to Madrid. They have to win and wait for Lille to draw. Yeah. So Lille, they are playing Angers, which they are not struggling for anything. Like they are twelve in the league. The result will not change anything for them. And PSG is playing Brest. Brest is still uh, playing to stay in the league. Mm. So okay. it's yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, that's a heck of a relegation fight too um, that Brest are in because right now 13th through 18th are separated by two points. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. It's all yeah. So Nantes are, 18, are in uh, 18th and occupying the final relegation point on 40 points, whilst you got Reims and Bordeaux on 42 points in 13th and 14th. So that's going to be – so, yeah, yeah, Brest definitely are going to be battling. So it's not a given that PSG will win that game. Yeah. <sighs> it's not at all. And, yeah, I wish, like, Lille could win. And remember I told you about the defender, Sven Botman? Um, yep. Like there was a rumor that he may be joining Liverpool, and I was happy about that rumor because I watched him. Uh, I still think he's he's gonna be a very good defender. He's lefty because he's left foot, and he's confident. He has a good passing. I like that player. He's young. I think twenty-one. If I'm uh, not 20, mistaken. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. That was a good option instead of Kabak or or Davis at least. <laughs> yeah. But these are the type of players that are going to be uh, he, players like him, like uh, Jonathan Ikone, um, who's 22. Um, uh, obviously, um, Renato Sanchez has really re- re- rebuilt his career there. He's only 24, 25. Obviously, our boy Jonathan David's only 20. Uh, he's 22 now, 21 to 22. So it's a really, uh, re- yeah, 20, Jonathan David's 21. It's a really talented group of youngsters. And I think that they're going to be really picked apart in the summer. Regardless of whether or not they not to be in the league, they have Renato Sanchez, I think. Yeah, Renato yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, so players like Renato Sanchez, Jonathan uh, Icone, Icone uh, Timothy Weah uh, is well rated. And they have like a great uh, midfield or striker, Turkish uh, Yilmaz, I think. Yilmaz. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yilmaz. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's coming down to the wire. I like that. I like that. We'll see how that one develops. Um, I think, guys, I think we've kind of reached the end here. Let, one last thing I want to bring up. Scott Carson, 35 years old, played his first game for City uh, for in the Premier League in 10 years. Okay. I missed um, that. I didn't even I, – I don't miss it. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It's just one of those – City have a history of signing these, like, third or fourth choice yeah. guys. It's like can – I, Can I mention something? He's 35 years old. I'm 35. This guy looks 10 years older than me. Like, <laughs> he is older. Like, I was looking at him like, I'm like, is this, this guy's 35? I'm like, who did this to you, man? Like, who who caused you this stress? His hair's all white. His beard's all white. All the possible wrinkles you can think about. I'm like, man, you look well into your 40s. I, I just just felt like throwing that out there. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh goodness! But yeah, no, good for him. Who he got that start, and uh, yeah, he actually he actually had to face what was it? Two penalties. He had to face two penalties. Eight one, and then they scored on the rebound. But uh, it was it was quite yeah, quite something. Still, Scott Carson on loan from Derby County to Man City, still one of the weirdest transfers of the last few years. Oh, goodness gracious, that's nuts. <laughs> it's but, maybe because he's from England and they need an English player. Yeah, that's, they need. Well, they that's need. The only, they, that's the yeah, only reason. Yeah, need, yeah exactly. <laughs> but who, whoever his his age, Scott Carson's agent is, deserves a medal for getting that deal. <laughs> He's just sitting there collecting dust for that yeah. long. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wonder how many games you have to have to to collect a medal. I think that the, I think it's minimum five, but then the team can like use their discretion to give it to someone if they okay. think they've been valued. Okay, interesting. Surma, anything, anything last to add? Anything you want to... Yeah, I'm just excited for the last two Liverpool games. Burnley is not going to be easy. 
like even if they are not playing for anything, they are in the mid table. But we've seen West Bromwich; they are relegated and they played yeah. until the end to not lose. So it's not gonna be easy, and uh, hopefully the guys will will give it all to win. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow in the Chelsea uh, Leicester game. That's that's the big game, right? So that's one really gotta keep an eye on. Um, see what happens. Kiana. Um. I'm just still a day-by-day person, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm still taking it day-by-day day because it, it, it is what it is. We've seen we've seen crazier things, so I'm just day-by-day. Day. Do I feel good going into our next game? For sure, I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love you, Mane. There you go. <laughs> I, I hope he's listening. We're, we're, we'll tag him. We'll tag him. <laughs> I hope so, too. No, I'm... I'm oh, goodness. Up. All right, guys. Well, let's call it a night. This has been really fun. Um, again, I'm as, as excited as you guys are for the last couple of games. And let's get that top four. And then we can forget this whole season and just move on. Oh, yeah. Other thing, I've I moved the pod from SoundCloud to Anchor. So from now on, I'm going to post it on Anchor. It's it's free. Okay. <laughs> $3.99. Versus my, my $20 a month pro subscription to, to SoundCloud. So uh, from episode 100 to, to number one, it's going to be on SoundCloud. Then from here on in, I'm just going to put it on um, on Anchor. So And then I'll eventually do the whole Spotify slash um, uh, Apple Apple Pod or whatever it's called. And uh, we'll go from there, guys. All right. Thank you so awesome. much. Have a good evening, everyone. Always, always good times. Always yes. a pleasure, guys. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me.